My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening. My name is Yazid Kamaldin. Now, usually in this slot, every week there's been a lot of talk about money. And uh, from today, from this evening rather, we will be looking at a new show and it's called Build Your Business. The aim of this show is to encourage entrepreneurship. Yes, we would like to encourage small businesses to start flourishing in our community so that we can actually have job creation and poverty alleviation. And in the show, of course, we will welcome you to participate as well. We would like to hear from you. Um, the show is aimed at inspiring greatness, really. And those among us who have an interest in small business better pull up a closer seat to the radio station because we will have some tips for you. We would also like to hear from you. So later on, we'll open the line and you can phone us with questions or comments or suggestions on how we can grow small businesses in Cape Town. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. That's 021-442-3530. And you can also SMS to 47913. But now to kick off today's show, we would like to start by motivating small business people and entrepreneurs, we would like to motivate them to take action. Now, many of us are under the impression that we may be too young or too old to become a business person. We're going to debunk this myth right now as we discuss how you can sustain your income beyond retirement and, you know, how we can, because among us, there might be people who have retired, people who have been retrenched, and they might be thinking, well, you know what, I need to still sustain myself, but how can I do that? We also have in our community graduates, people who studied at university, college, further education, FETs. They might be sitting with uh, qualifications, but without jobs. And you know what? You can do something about it. Right now, online, we'll be joined by Brian Maudsley, a full-time entrepreneur, speaker, and social media guru, and also a writer. Brian, welcome to Voice of the Cape Community Radio Station. Thank you very much for having me, Zaid. I'm really glad to be here. Fantastic. Brian, you know, to, this is the inaugural show of Build Your Business, and we intend to, to every week feature not just sort of, um, you know, uh, practical stuff, but also we want to inspire people. We want to ignite in people's minds the idea, you know, that they can play a role in getting themselves out of poverty by looking at job creation. Um, I'd like to maybe uh, initially ask you a couple of questions about entrepreneurship, if you don't mind. Um I think the first very basic question would be is, what do you think should be the motivation for wanting to start your own business? Well, I, I would say that uh, it, it's a good question because wanting to start your own business is it's a challenge. And if you're the type of person that enjoys challenges, then it's a good idea. What I would like to say, and I know this is the the, motivate, the the point of the show is to motivate people to get out there and, and sort of uh, chase their dreams and, and start pushing the, the mindset of, of starting your own business. What I would suggest doing is make sure you have an objective and a plan in place. The reason why I'm saying this is it's all good and well to go, I want to start my own business and off you go. The danger with that is the hype and the energy and the excitement will potentially fade and unless you have a good solid plan in place that you can then follow 
it often ends up people trying, and I don't know if you know the statistics, but apparently between 80 and 90% of small businesses fail within the first year. Now, a lot has been said about the bureaucracy and the red tape and the paperwork and the taxes and all of these things. And yes, those things are hindrances, but I think the biggest challenge that we face as a community is that if you do not have a plan in place, it is quite possible that you will go flat out for six months and then crash. So as much as I know the show is about inspiring people, what I'm more interested in is ensuring the success of people by giving them the tools they need to be successful. That's absolutely what we do intend to do here. Every week we hope to impart knowledge and information from experts and people such as yourself who work in this field. Now, Brian, you know, you said something really interesting but also shocking. You said 80 to 90% of businesses actually fail in the first year. Maybe on another show we can really unpack that a bit more and look at the reasons for that. But now, you know... I would like to know, do you think it's necessary to be an expert in a particular field to start a business? Do you think it's necessary to... Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. The the one thing I think that you need above all else is you need passion. And and you need the the belief in yourself. Because I I heard a very interesting talk a few months ago from an international entrepreneur who came to speak at the one of the events I was attending, and he said, the age of stupid is over. Basically, there's no longer an excuse for not knowing how to do something because you can simply Google it. Now, if you have a passion, let's take something arbitrary. Let's say you have a passion for gardening. It is quite easy to get all the information you would need to learn what you need to learn to turn that into a potential business where you would take your passion and provide a service to other people who perhaps don't have that passion for gardening, as the exa- using this as an example, and then you could obviously generate an income from that. So I would say the, the fundamental, before any skills is con- are considered, you've got to love what you do. The moment you chase the money, and I'll tell you this from personal experience, when I started my business two and a half years ago, I had three opportunities in the first six months none of which were my core focus. And all three of them were simply me chasing money. I was looking to get a good paycheck out of it or a good project reward from it. And all three of them nearly destroyed my business. And I can tell you now that if you have a passion for something, that's what you should focus on. The money will come. I know it's very philosophical to say that the money will eventually come if you're doing something you love. It will eventually but you need to have that passion well it sounds interesting that you mentioned gardening because hopefully people can grow trees that can actually you know how they usually say money grows and doesn't grow on trees but hopefully somebody can grow some trees that can grow some if i can add quickly there i saw a brilliant uh, uh, and this is something that's been plaguing my mind we have all of these grassy areas in between the m3 and the m5 there's all these areas and it actually blows my mind that could be an opportunity for people to grow their own food. They say that if you grow your own food, it's like printing your own money. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. No, that's cool. That's a cool. I, that's a cool motivation too. You know, we are we are essentially aiming with this program to encourage job creation and poverty alleviation. It isn't just about chasing the money. You know, it's it's there's there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. So, 
chasing the money isn't good enough. You need to have a passion and hopefully that passion can become a business. What do you what do you think then? How does the person sitting at home listening to us now motivate themselves into action? Because people might feel really helpless. They might think, oh, you know, I'm just sitting here. I don't really know what to do with my life. I'm unemployed. I need money, blah, blah, blah. I mean, sorry, I don't want to downplay it. But like, so sure. what do you think? How do we, how does Five one people. get off? Yeah. Okay, well, wh- I'm all about practical tips. So I would say the very first thing you do is once you've understood what it is that you would like to do, your sort of your, your passion, try and figure out where your passion solves a problem. Now, we have lots of big problems in our country that we have to all consider on a daily basis. But if your passion doesn't fit into one of those, see if there is an angle or an opportunity where you can, with your love of whatever it is you do, solve the problem for somebody else. So ultimately, in my mind, the definition of an entrepreneur is actually a problem solver. Somebody who identifies a problem and either creates a product or service to resolve that problem. And that is where you ultimately will hopefully find a market that would ultimately lead you to getting a business off the ground and potentially requiring people to be employed and obviously impact on the the whole job creation and and poverty alleviation. Mm -hmm. You know, I've read about people who started businesses with 50 rand and that business is now employ hundreds of people even somebody may have started a little tuck shop and suddenly they they retailing at shops you know around across the province now just coming back to the whole thing about planting the seed in somebody's you know the 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 motivating seed in somebody's um you know yeah in mind um what i would like to get at is um what do we say to people who may be thinking well Everyone says you need money to make money. No, that's not true. That's not true because it doesn't cost you anything to provide a service. Look, granted, there are certain logistics that you need to consider, but that I tell you the, that phrase, and it's quite ironic, I read it in Entrepreneur Magazine this morning, saying that the phrase, it takes money to make money, is so false it's unbelievable. Because, as an example... When you say you start a business with 50 rand, if you were to take a, I'll give you a really simple example, and I've thought of this many times, when it's hot in summer, why do the guys at the traffic lights not sell cold Cokes or cold drinks? If they walk to a supermarket, they get, they granted it might cost them to buy those up front, but then they go sell it for a profit, then they come back, they buy more, and eventually they employ other people to do the same thing now in that scenario the money that is required to start that little business is nominal you call a couple of hundred rand it's not a lot of money and you could potentially get something going i think where the challenge comes in is people think i need a marketing budget i need a website i need an advertising budget i need hr budget and all of a sudden they're starting to things think of 20 30 40 100 thousand type things to start a business I'll be honest with you, I started my business, I was in debt. I was in debt from a previous business that, had, that I had learned a lot from and had actually failed. And that business was in excess of 50,000 rand in debt. 
yet to start my business. I started at home on my own computer, connected to the Internet. And that's another thing is with the world that we live in that is so highly connected, there are a number of services that people need that you can provide from home, Mm -hmm. from virtual PAs to data entry to website design. And there is a, there's so many free resources available. Now, you might say, well, if you don't have an Internet connection, how do you go about doing this? Well, if your passion is to provide a particular service that is online, you need to set a plan in place that puts you into a position where you can get the Internet requirement that you need to build the business. Yeah. Look, Brian, I'm going to hold you online, of course, for a little while longer. I just want to encourage our listeners, you know, who, who are, you know, who might be thinking about, uh, starting their own business. I'd like to encourage you, um, to also contact us. If you have any questions, you can send us an SMS on 47913. 47913. You can also phone us on 021-442-3530. That is 021-442-3530. Listen up, Skapstad. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop chop shop, the Lamborghini of all meat markets, the Bifana Bifana of butchers, make no mistake. For the best quality and the best price in Grassy Park, Steenberg, Blue Downs, and Athlone, there's only one place where you'll get the perfect meaty steak. Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores. So don't be a chop man. Make a bull run down to Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores. Where people meet. Have something to say or a question to ask? Then let your fingers do your talking on the VSC SMS line on 47913. So for real interactive radio, SMS us on 47913. We're waiting to hear from you 24 7. SMS us charge at 1 rand per each. Looking for the latest news on the South African Muslim community? Then visit vocfm.co.za for the freshest news, opinions and features unique to our niche audience. Make vocfm.co.za your online favorite. Now easier to download and much more mobile friendly with audio streaming and programming content to keep you up to date. vocfm.co.za, your daily stop for the freshest news in the South African Muslim community. Die luister na die stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM Stereo. Welcome back to Build Your Business. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and this is your community radio station, Voice of the Cape. This evening, we are focusing on motivating people listening to us. Uh, wherever you may be, we want you to think about starting your own small business or think about getting yourself out of poverty by doing something, you know, and and that's really what the show is about. When we decided to put the show on air, one of the goals that we said would be poverty alleviation and job creation. To that end, we have on the phone, we have Brian Maudsley, who's been on air for a little while now, uh, it's about 10 minutes or so. And Brian is a full-time entrepreneur, a speaker, a social media guru, and also a writer. And Brian's been sharing with us, you know, we're starting baby steps here in the beginning we just want to talk about why would you like to start a business you know and we want you to also ask us questions feel free to send us an sms on 47913 47913 if you have any questions about starting your own business we do intend to also feature people from our community 
on this show to motivate and encourage others to start their own business. Uh, tell us about how they have built their business. You can phone us on 021-442-3530. That's 021-442-3530 if you would like to be on the show. Brian, we've been talking now about, you know, passion. We've been talking about looking at what one's passion is and then whether it's a service, whether you like gardening, and then that could be turned into a business. We've also said that a lot of businesses actually fail in the first year. Do you think it's because people lose their passion that the business fails? I do to an extent. You know, I I think one of the biggest challenges that um, I personally faced, and I think a lot of businesses face, is they, as an entrepreneur, you feel you should be doing everything. And yes, in, in the beginning, you are effectively the accounts, the, the marketing, the sales, the tea lady, the janitor. You, you're doing everything. And I think where, where businesses struggle is in that first year where they get to that point where they go, well, now I'm, I should actually employ somebody. And often it's, it's a little bit of it, – it's a very big challenge, actually, um, not just to delegate but obviously the, the revenue considerations – and I think where businesses fail is they don't make that decision soon enough. You know, so that, and what ends up happening is the entrepreneur is doing everything and then things start slipping. They might miss an opportunity or they might forget to follow something up and little things start eating away at the integrity. And, and obviously there's, there's, there's the, the ever, ever possible burnout if you are working 14 to 16 hours a day every single day. You need to know when it's time to grow, and that, I think, is where a lot of businesses do unfortunately fall down. Look, there's a lot of, um, a lot of businesses that don't need additional people, and they fail because of market situations or whatever it might be. There's a lot of factors to consider mm-hmm. um, in, mm-hmm. that, in that scenario. Yeah, Brian, uh, we've actually just received an SMS from a, from a listener, and the listener says, I want to start a small business from home selling baked bread. However, however, it goes on saying, I'm not a good bread baker, but I think it seems like a good idea, seeing that there are so many unhealthy things added to our everyday bread. Does this seem like a good business? Now, the, 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 the listener says, you know, he or she is not actually a very good bread baker, but they are interested in filling a need, which is people need bread. And they are saying that they want to sell baked bread from home. So... Yes, someone who doesn't necessarily have the skill, but has the idea. Would you advise this person to go into this business? Absolutely. What I would suggest is you've got two options. The first one is either to find a partner who does know the skill, does have the skill, or take the time to learn the skill. Look, I, d- I don't know the the ins and outs of baking bread, but I, I know that we've been, as a species, we've been bake, baking bread for, for probably for about four or 5,000 years, which means that it's not rocket science, and there should be techniques that you can use to bake the bread, especially if you're wanting to bake healthy bread that doesn't have all the additives. You don't need all of those. So I, I, I personally think it's a great idea because then what you do, once you bake your first 10 loaves of bread, you then get your neighbors and your friends to taste the bread. And if people really like the bread, they will buy it. And now all of a sudden from 10 loaves, you're producing 20 loaves. And it's something that 
you could quite easily, with very little capital, I, I'm actually quite inspired by the idea because we live in a world where we are surrounded by unhealthy food. And if you can start making something that's healthy, I can. that is a good bandwagon to jump onto, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned 10 breads. It kind of like makes me want to say, start small, but dream big. Absolutely. No, no, I, I, I think that's one of the... One of the dangers of um, starting a business is if you're dreaming too big, you can sometimes get caught up in that and not be focusing on what's right in front of you. But it's the little victories that will give you the strength to go to the next one. You, I tell you the, the excitement when that first loaf of bread is sold, that is when the excitement kicks in and all of a sudden now you're motivated to sell the next one, to bake the next loaf. And I think it's a, I think one of the, the most powerful um, products you can sell is something that people need to reuse or buy every day. Mm-hmm. If you're selling a cell phone, for example, people keep it for two years whereas or longer. Whereas if you're selling a loaf of bread, people eat it today, they come back to you tomorrow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good idea. Yeah, so thanks to that listener for um, sharing with us your business idea. We do hope that you find a partner who can teach you how to become a better or a good bread baker and hopefully soon people will be munching on your healthy loaves. Now, what about research? This kind, this Actually, this caller or this um, question actually made me think about how important is research before you start your business? Because it's great to sit at home and have an idea of becoming a bread baker. Um, but what, 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 what is the legwork? You know? I mean, you're not suddenly going to invest in it sort of like okay. an expensive oven and equipment. No, 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 for sure not. What, what I would suggest is because you're going to be selling initially to your local community, is take a walk down the road, knock on your neighbor's door and ask them the question. Are you happy with the bread that you're currently eating? Would you prefer to have a low-cost, healthy option, as an example, and get the feedback from your community when... Just to give you a, a practical example of my experiences, when I started my business, my initial objective was to offer social media services to entrepreneurs and startup businesses because those are the people in my mind who really needed it. But instead of just assuming they needed it, creating a business and, and hoping people buy, is I actually went into those spaces where entrepreneurs and startups were and I did surveys and I asked the questions didn't cost me anything. I walked to the center, had a conversation with people, and from the information, I interviewed over 100 people to to get the information I needed. And it's also very useful when pricing whatever it is that you're selling to ensure that you ask the pricing question, what would you be willing to pay for this? That way, when you do bring your product to market, provided you're able to make the product with the right profit, you're selling it at a price that people are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. That, so to answer your question, research is, I, I, I can't express how fundamental it is. Do the research, otherwise you could end up wasting time and money, and then that also destroys passion very quickly. Mm-hmm. Some people might think that when I start talking to my community or people around me about, about my business idea, that they might steal my idea. You know, they might suddenly jump on the on the bandwagon and then ice it without a business. I mean, that's. do you think that's no, a, a, it, a relevant it, question? It is a relevant question.
question, but I always maintain there's two things that you need to consider. First, to market. You're the one that had the idea. You've given it the thought, and with a bit of luck, even if somebody else hears your idea and goes, ooh, that's a cool idea. I'll give you an example. If I wanted to start doing that and this person lived next door to me, if they've already come up with the idea, they've thought about it, they have the passion for it, I just heard the idea. You know, so I don't have the passion. I'm not the first one to market. So it, it is something that I think um, should be given, you should give it some thought. I mean, don't go down to the local bakery and ask them, have they considered creating a healthy bread? You know, that, that I wouldn't do. But to ask your community, these are people who have jobs, they have lives. It, it's not a major concern with this particular example in my mind that somebody would steal the idea. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's um, sometimes with businesses, you know, people already have maybe an experience where, you know, they, they may have been sort of talking about an idea. I mean, we, we see this with big businesses as well, where they go to courts and they fight about copyright issues and so on. But let's not, let's not digress. Let's not digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming back to, to research, you know what I liked about your advice is that it's very practical and very, it's, it's real. Like somebody can, like walking down the road, I visualize the person walking down the road, you know, um, asking neighbors, asking uh people in the community would they be interested in buying bread how does that and you, you know mm-hmm. you you could take a step take it a step further and you you could almost i i personally would as a suggestion to that that particular listener is i would focus on high traffic areas places like schools where mothers are often waiting for their children or parents are waiting for their children and just take a little walk around and say I'm looking to start a business that provides a healthy alternative, a healthy bread alternative, homemade with the following benefits. And would this be something that you would be interested in? How much would you be willing to pay for it? You, you could actually probably get all the information you needed in a couple of days, and the cost is almost zero. You take a little clipboard, a pen and paper, and you make notes. There is your research. With that, you can then at least start operating with the mindset or the understanding that you have a product that is worthwhile. The scary thing about doing research is you have this great idea and nobody likes it. That, that can be a little bit daunting. And then perhaps you just need to consider positioning, how am I going to position this offer in a different way that makes people want it? Okay. So the same principles would apply for someone delivering a service, right? I mean, actually, maybe it's a good thing not to start the business if people say they are not interested because you might Absolutely. invest money. Yeah. If nobody's going to want to buy your bread, then unfortunately... I mean, re- research is not just identifying pricing. Research is identifying need. So, so by asking the questions, you're finding out if there is actually a need for what it is you're going to be providing, be it a service or a product. If it turns out that nobody wants it, then... Maybe it's not the right market. Maybe it's not the right product. You know, that, that's something that you get from research. You get information, and then you can act on that information. So maybe that great idea that you had while sitting on the couch wasn't such a great idea, and maybe you need to go back to the couch 
and think of something else. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it, it, again, it's not necessarily a reason to give up. It's more a reason to think more about whatever the idea was and, and see if perhaps you weren't, you hadn't created the idea solidly in your head enough to inspire people to say they wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also a very inspiring note to leave on, um, you know, just because you, you, you kind of like think you may have failed, you know, get up and, and just keep at the idea. Failing doesn't make you a loser. Not getting up again makes you a loser. I'm with you 100% there. Great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for your time. We definitely want to have you back on the show. Of course, as we go forward, we want to talk about uh, business plans. We want to talk about things like, you know, how to treat your staff to make sure that they stay and you can grow your business with happy staff, all kinds of things, really. So, yeah, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Brian. It's an absolute pleasure. And I just want to say that if you have any questions, if people have any questions now or after the show that uh, that you want answering, by all means, I'm more than happy to leave the, my contact information with your producers and people can contact me and ask. I, lo- I love uh, answering questions. That's great. Brian, you are a wonderful resource, resource. We will definitely be asking you more questions on Build Your Business. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great evening. Thank you.